All right, folks, welcome to another episode of the Crushcast. Today, Dave Gellman, known by most as DG. DG, welcome. Good to be here, Jim. Honored to be on the Crushing It podcast. We've been working very closely for at least nine years. For those that don't know you directly, can you share the scope of what you're involved with? I will try. Uh, My primary responsibilities over the past few years is on our external advisor recruiting and onboarding strategy. But I also get the pleasure of working with our existing advisors in areas of um, support, in compensation design, in real estate, and in other just general uh, strategic initiatives that we have with our advisors and managers across the country. And your wife, Trish, is with Equitable. This is a true Equitable household. So there's a lot of Equitable discussions all day, every day, I'm sure. Um, just to backtrack for a second, when when did you break in with Equitable and what was your first role? Yeah, so I started with Equitable in 2010, graduated college from Benedictine College in Atchison, Kansas, population of 15,000 in 2009. Was not a great year to be looking for a role in the economy in 2009 and uh, ended up getting an interview with at the time AXA Equitable and landed a role in our licensing and registration area. And uh, and that is where I spent four years. And during that time is where I met, as you mentioned, my wife, Trish. And so we are an equitable family for sure. In our day-to-day interaction, you could be working on real estate. You could be working on support needs for a branch. You could be working with a leader, attempting them to design a proposal for an EXP. You could be working on onboarding an EXP. I mean, so you're involved with everything all day, every day. I'm sure the variety is fun. In all of these different roles with all of these different hats, what do you enjoy about what work and life is like for you? Like, what is it like? Well, while they they sound like many different things, to me, it's all kind of one in that the what I enjoy most is building and strengthening our value proposition for our advisors. And so where do you get some input on that? You get it from some of your external perspective in the EXP recruiting lens. You're hearing what other firms are doing to support advisors or offering to add value to advisors and saying, well, how does equitable advisors uh, stack up in that area? And in many cases, favorable. In others, it challenges us to say, are we providing the resources and support in certain areas? And if not, let's let's start doing that. And let's take the best ideas that we see across the industry, bring them to our advisors. And then it also validates much of what we're doing. When we talk to external advisors that don't have a, you know, a farm team, do not have capabilities and integrations in their technology, it really validates what we do every day. So while they're different, they all kind of build together and all yeah. to one thing, which is driving the best platform for advisors. That's interesting. One does feed the other. So as you're working with EXPs and, and getting an understanding of what they're looking for, you can verbalize what support is like here. And 
as you see what they're engaged with, you can see our gaps. For, for a little, as we look at our complex model, and we're constantly trying to improve it, when you reflect on the last couple of years, if you were going to point out a couple of areas where we've definitely made improvement, what would you point to from your perspective? Yeah, I think we would point to um, no matter where you are in the country, you are going to get a level of support where you're interacting with professionals and specialists and disciplines across the board. So whether you're in Minnesota or Philadelphia or St. Louis or Florida, you're going to get access to a high level marketing professional that's going to help you build a marketing plan and deploy it. You're going to have a high level professional around our digital technology and enablement that's going to help you to operate your practice more efficiently. You're going to have access to operations, czars that help with all things across all parts of the organization that will be your conduit to getting things done quicker and not getting hit by a roadblock in any particular area. So I think it's the access to uh, key personnel and key professionals in all of those disciplines where it's a reliable source of service to expect. And that's an upgrade when you look back several years ago, a lack of uniformity in our support for our advisors, but also as you evaluate what's available in the marketplace, you see it as a differentiator. That's right. It is not a 1-800 number. It is a person that has been with the company in many cases, decades, that knows the ins and outs and that it is available and reliable for you. And it is not a phone tree. It is not a 1-800 uh, resource or one that you have to subscribe to if you want certain services. In terms of experienced advisors joining us, I know that you've been involved with it for the last three or four years, and those have been years of spectacular progress. What observations would you share about the marketplace? And to the extent that we've had improvements, what would you point to? What do you think is driven it? Yeah, I would say in the marketplace, it seems like there are endless opportunities for advisors that are considering a change. There are all types of firms out there. They're getting creative in different types of designs. There's you know, niche startups that are going to offer different things, and they're all trying to build these new types of organizations. And so that is, there's unlimited choice. But what we're seeing is that many advisors want to have the freedom and flexibility to run their practice how they want to run it. They don't want account minimums on their client size. They don't want specific products that they have to sell, but they want to be able to really run the practice the way they want it, staff it the way they want it, brand it the way they want it. And But they don't want to do it you know, from scratch or plug into an existing you know, niche RIA. They want to be able to plug into something that will be a partner with them on the infrastructure, whether that's the digital tools and technology, maybe it's real estate, maybe it's some benefit offering for the advisors or their staff. Those are all things that they don't need to worry about with our platform that advisors gravitate, gravitate to, especially if they're coming from an environment where they did have support staff, where they did have real estate, where they did have some of these things that you don't get in a full independent or an RIA environment. So we've seen a lot of movement towards independence, but what, what you're experiencing is 
those that go fully independent get there and realize, okay, I wanted to have control, but I'm involved with a lot of things I don't want to be. Or people that are evaluating their options, once they see supported independence, it's really attractive to them. That's right. Yeah. Well, how could you not want, you know, independence with support when given the option of independence with no support? Ice cream and cake. All right. As you look forward and you start thinking about ways that we can improve support to our advisors at Equitable, what comes off the top of your mind? What do you think we can do to get better? First, uh, continue to ask our advisors what would help them grow and build the practice that they want. So continuing to tap into our organizations, whether it's the NAF, the Honor Guard, our EAG steering committee, all of those organizations help uh, identify new capabilities, new tools in the marketplace, um, and provide direct feedback to us to add that to our value prop. So that's the first thing is continuing to listen to our advisors and managers that are doing it every day. And then it's looking at where are where are those gaps when we see what advisors want versus what we have. And that may be additional support as they're thinking about their business continuity or their um, successor. Do they have one identified? Do they have an arrangement in place for it? Or maybe they're on the more offensive and they want to acquire practices. So all areas that we look across the landscape and see a ton of opportunity where advisors will be retiring, maybe without plans in place. And, and it's something that we need to take care of our own, but also an opportunity to add to our firm. I think that's an everybody wins. I mean, we hear that the average age in the industry is 57. And that means there's a lot of people that are trying to figure out their next. And I like, I like the term business continuity over succession planning, because it speaks to the fact that engaged advisors can play a role for a long time, but in many cases, they want some type of event that shares that control. All right, I got two closeout questions for you. 13 years in, in a blink of an eye, as you reflect back on your career so far and your time at Equitable and all these different roles, what are you most proud of? Hmm. 13 years has gone by very fast. I still feel like I'm in the first few years. Um, I think just as I reflect on it, one thing that I'm always proud and as I'm maybe interviewing or talking to people about our company, I'm always proud to say I have not met a jerk at our company. I've not met someone that's like self-interest is their first priority. Priority. We always have people in roles across the organization that really care about what they're doing. So I think that's, you know, most proud as I look at my, my peers that graduate around the same time of me as me, many of them have gone to multiple companies. I've spent my entire time here with Equitable, and it's really because of all the people there um, and the opportunities that we afford our, our HQ members. So that's what I'm most proud of. It's unique and pervasive, the longevity of careers here, the number of people that have been here. Like you say, you've been here 13 years, but it feels like it just started. I mean, there's just so many 20, 30, 40 years plus. I talked to an advisor just a couple of days ago that is uh, going through succession planning 64 years in uh, as a son in the business. Very, very fun. All right. Looking forward, as you consider where we are in our momentum, what are you most excited about as you cast your eyes in the near term future? 
our next. Yeah, I'm excited about wealth management as its own reporting segment in under the EQH umbrella. And I think it puts us in the place we've always wanted to be, which is a growth driver for the firm and the the responsibility that that holds on us, which is continuing to grow, continuing to drive better results for our advisors. And so that's nothing but exciting and positive for us going forward. Yeah, it's definitely a spotlight and we definitely have momentum and it's our time to shine and just appreciate you and all that you do every day in all these different roles to help all of us. Thanks a lot, DB. Great discussion with you today. Thank you.